0: You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Thanks for joining us on at Racing Nation, racing in Victoria this weekend. It's off to Caulfield, 10 races on the program, the feature race of the day is the Underwood Stakes at Group 1 level. Let's see if we can help you find a few winners on the program, just the in to do so from thepuntingbaron.com.au, Shane Matthews. How are you?
1: Very good, James. How are you, mate?
0: Yes, very well. Good weekend for the followers last weekend. So the the best got the money. We so were patient waiting to the last, and was it shenanigans or whatever? All those words run together. It, it bolted in. She's
1: all shenanigans. That's yeah, it was a, uh, a fair roar in uh, the uh, streets of Port Arlington when uh, she's all shenanigans held on after a bit. That uh, no, was a nice result, and then Karini, which uh, yeah, was probably carrying the weight of the. Nation in the last, I think a few. I think obviously a lot of punters were pretty keen on it, and uh, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty painless watch, wasn't it? Mickey D popped him in the one out one back. He can it up on the home corner, and uh, he won. I think he might have won with a bit in hand. I heard Michael D after the race actually say he kind of got to the front and was waiting on those other horses. So even though the margin wasn't great, uh, he was pretty confident that the horse mm. had a chance bit more to give. I think he might be a pretty handy horse. I mean, that was a lower grade of race. But, uh, yeah, I think he's got a nice race. He's only second up there. I think there might be something nice for him over the spring.
0: Yes, and obviously I say that in Jess saying it bolted and she's all shenanigans and just held on. But it always looked the winner, it's I'd have... have to say.
1: Yeah, it did. It did, didn't it? And it just got a little bit wayward late. Uh, yeah. But it was <laughs> able to hold off Age or or uh, Defined a bit of a betting drift, too. Uh, I think where we spoke... Uh, Spoke on the podcast last week, it was around that $20 mark and I think it SP'd around $31. Uh, So hopefully if you didn't lock in an early price and uh, took the SP or best tote and they would have got a nice little result there.
0: Yeah, no, it was a good result. Well, let's uh, back it up this weekend. We head to Corpill, 10 races, Underwood Stakes Day. Track conditions, weather, what do you anticipate?
1: Yeah, so the weather has been pretty... in Melbourne Uh, I think that's been pretty well known up the east coast the weather's pretty much good (laughs) everywhere at the moment Uh, so we've got we're on a good track and the rail's moving out to the 6 metre position Uh, sunny conditions again forecast for Saturday Uh, so it's going to be yeah the track will be good rail out to the 6 metres I think we've potentially looking at horses up on speed getting that bit of an advantage with the rail moved out to that position and no rain forecast Uh, yeah certainly no Disadvantage to those up on speed, uh, but Caulfield has played relatively fairly in recent times. It hasn't since they've come back from the renovations. It certainly hasn't been as leader pronounced as what it has been, you know, probably in previous years. So I'd keep an eye on the early racing but I think in the drying conditions, uh, with that rail going out six meters, uh, it could play a little bit on speed on Saturday. All
0: right. Well, let's see if we can find a few winners on the program. You can subscribe, huntingbaron.com.au. We'll tell you all about that and why you should jump on board at the end of the segment. We're going to look at races 4, 5, 9, and 10. We've picked out to preview. We'll go in race book order. So we'll start with the fourth here. It is the here for the horse's handicap. This one over 1,400 metres. It's a benchmark 84.
1: Yeah, good little field of uh, mares to do battle here, all right? We've got a good result with Nun 4+, Plus Start uh, when she won here at Caulfield, and... I'm going to back up with her again here. I think the key with her that day was that she matched. She looked the horse on the map if Jamie Carr couldn't negate the wide draw. And that's a little bit how it turned out. So a couple of her main rivals in the betting that day, Ballette Reach was written out of her comfort zone a little. Yellow Sam had to go back and spot them the start. She meets Yellow Sam again. And I have to admit, watching the race at the time last start, or oh, gee, that Yellow Sam knocking on the door to win a race. But... It's a little bit of the same scenario. Yellow Sand's got that little bit of an awkward draw, um, drawn out obviously gets a little bit of a weight turnaround on uh on Nunthorpe, but again he's going to be spotting Nunthorpe that that little bit of a start. Nunthorpe draws gate one for Jamie Carr, so she should be able to just hold her ground from that inside gate and lead the field up. Uh Yellow Sand's going to be yeah, you know, probably a few pairs back and wide. Uh, our Red Morning makes a step up in grade from gate five, but it'll also probably be off Nunthorpe. I just really thought it set up perfectly for Nunthorpe again. I think if Jamie Carr can hold the lead, all she's got to do is really jump. I think if the horse jumps, uh, she looks a clear natural leader on paper, and she gets the opportunity to completely own and control the race again like she did last start. So... Uh, Third up, she should be rock hard fit now. Um, her fitness probably just gave out a little bit first up when she was just touched off. Even last start, she was stopping a little on the line. Uh, Yellow Sands coming in for its fourth run, Nunthorpe its third run. So you can probably think again that Nunthorpe's got a little bit more to come. Uh, she won for us last time. I think she might be able to do so again. Uh, so we'll kick the day off with her in race four, number four, Nunthorpe.
0: All right, let's go to race number five on the program here. It is the Down Syndrome, down Syndrome Victoria. Jim Maloney stakes over 1,400 metres. It's a listed race here for the three-year-old fillies.
1: Yeah, good race. A uh, couple of fillies resuming who obviously have some bigger targets further down the track uh, in particular. Of particular interest is certainly number six, Miracle of Love, who we last saw running second to King Colorado. Is obviously a massive chance in the Golden Rose on... Uh, Saturday in Sydney, uh, Miracle Love's had one soft trial. She's pretty well back, uh, daughter of Miss Finland. She was quite well back as soon as the markets went up. It's that old first time around Caulfield, state five. I mean, outside of the run at Eagle Farm behind Colorado Love, her other two runs, yeah, hadn't set the world on fire. So she, she is relatively short here. I was, I was happy to take her on, uh, first up around Caulfield. Gee, I like this filly number 15, Poifest, uh from the Hayes. Uh, gee, Hello are, are those boys going. Uh, this filly looks pretty smart. I loved her win at Geelong on debut back in June. She's at just off the speed. Uh, she quickened. She put them away. She was strong through the line. Her jump outs leading into this first up run have been really good. Uh, I think she rolls forward from a middle to wide gate for Mark Zara. That's probably the little question mark, she's going to have to overcome... That slightly wide draw, but uh, if he can do that on her, uh, I think she's a pretty smart filly here. And, uh, you yeah, know, the stable's just going so well. <laughs> Everywhere they go, they're getting winners. And every race they're setting their horses for, they seem to be winning. So really keen to be with her. Uh, going to save on number four, Zucarette. I had something on her first up at Mooney Valley when she uh, finished six behind Charmstone. It was a good market support for her that day. She was 17 into eleven. She got back, which is probably not her normal pattern. She went back from the wide gate to Johnny Allen. I thought she got through the line really nicely. I thought Johnny was pretty soft on her through the line as well. Uh, Looking to, Expecting and looking forward to seeing her roll forward from gate one. I think Johnny Allen will be a lot more positive on her here. Uh, I think she can either potentially push through and lead or probably box seat. Uh, From that position, the step-up in trip looks ideal for her. Uh, she's the one I think that can improve significantly here second up, and she obviously has the advantage of having the run over, under the belt over the other two. So expecting her uh, to run a much improved race around the 7th to 8th dollar mark. Uh, good race. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to the return of Poifex uh, and also think number four is correct to run a big race second up.
0: All right, that's your thoughts to the fifth. Let's go down the page, race number nine on the program, the feature of the day. It is... The Live Life Foundation, Underwood Stakes, over 1,800 metres. weight for Rage at that Group 1 level. Big field to go around here. Very interesting race. A number of, um well, top liners that are resuming here and sort of like using the words you said before and a few here that have bigger targets down the track. But I tell you, one horse, Alligator Blood, would be happy not to see that other horse of the Hazers. When you talk about Stables going, well, Mr Brightside,
1: yeah, he'll be looking forward to getting away from Mr. Brightside, <laughs> and that might be a bit of a plan here. They're trying to get the confidence up with him. Uh, look, he's going well, Alligator Blood. I have to admit, I was a, even though he read Stefan last Saturday, I was a little bit disappointed. I thought he was probably entitled to um, offer a bit more, but, I, I mean, get take nothing away from Mr. Brightside, who's obviously just airborne. And uh, it's a little bit of a step back here for Alligator Blood, but he's got to step up from the 1,800 metres. Uh yeah, he can win without me this weekend <laughs> after I was with him last week. Look, it's not a high confidence betting race for me because the Fian form I'm a little bit, I'm still not 100% sure on. Pinstripe's won that race. You know, I'm still getting over backing Pinstripe through the you know, winter months and he was getting beating races at Sandown and now he's won a Fian and a few leading contenders are coming out of that. So I think it's a tricky race. This horse without a five, his two runs on dry ground in Australia, he's been absolutely awesome. He, those two wins at Eagle Farm were just absolutely and utterly dominant. Uh, and that seems to be the key with him, he's getting onto the dry ground. Uh, he was, there was a big tip around for him in the Melbourne Cup. The conditions weren't to his liking. Um But when he got the conditions to his liking in that second preparation in Sydney, uh, in Queensland, he was brilliant in those two runs at Eagle Farm. He's had a series of trials and jump outs leading into this. He's looked good in all of those. Uh, I think he's going to come here pretty forward and ready to go. Uh, Middle to wide gate for Mark Zara. Hopefully he can get into a nice spot. I think there'll be a bit of speed here. I think Lindemann and Alligator Blood, I think they'll roll a log. So hopefully that allows him to slot in. Uh, from a midfield position, if he can blend into the race. Uh, he just might be, he might just be a bit better than these. Uh, if he's gone on from that Queensland campaign, the manner in which he won those races, uh, this might, if he comes out and wins on Saturday comfortably, then he's going to be starting pretty short in a few races, uh, a few bigger and better races later in the spring. So I thought around the $6 first uh come here and blow them away. So I was happy to take the punt on him. Couple of bigger odds that I'm going to have something on. Number 12, Bankmore. Gee, I love this horse's return in the uh, in the Menzies was it first up, or the PB Lawrence? The PB Lawrence, I think it was first up. Uh, let me double-check. No, it was the Memzi. Um i get those right confused all the time. Uh, but he was really <laughs> good. It was Mr. Brightside and them both. Uh, no, but he was really good there. And if you consider... He kind of finished alongside Amenable, Amenable, and Ossipenko as well. There wasn't too much difference in their run. If Ossipenko was here, Amenable was in this race, they'd be a lot shorter than the forty to fifty to one that Bankmore is. Uh, I thought it was a really pleasing return. Uh, he comes here second up, gate one for Jai McNeil. Hopefully, can hold his position, you know, pretty close to the speed. Definitely worse 40 to 50 to one shots going around. If he's improved off that first up run, uh, he can figure in the finish here. Uh, and the other one at big, Oz, at big Oz, not quite as big as Bankmore, but number 15, Juaz. Uh, her two runs in Sydney have just been okay. Third up, she's got a very good record. Craig Williams goes on board from a good draw, but the big key with her is getting onto dry ground. Uh, there wasn't a lot between her and without a fight. Without a fight, she'd have her measure up in Queensland. Uh but Juas has obviously had the two runs under the belt here compared to uh without a fight coming into it first up. So that could be a little edge for her and obviously Craig Williams is yeah, aside from that well publicised gigger kick right, is uh absolutely flying at the moment. Gee, you can't make a mistake in this game. Um but he's riding really well and uh he's going to give her every chance. Uh good race. Uh yeah, like I said, it's not I'm not super confident, but I'm happy to take the punt. On without a fight, because if he does win here first up, then you're probably not going to see too much $6 about him in a race of this nature for a while. So happy to be with him and saving on Bankmore and Suez So I think it's two roughies that are probably well over the odds.
0: We go to the lucky last on the program, race number 10. Race 10 is the Rule Henley Holmes Sprint 1100 metres. It's a benchmark 100, and again, a big field to go around in the lucky last.
1: Yeah, big, big field to finish today. Uh, I don't know what they've done with Vivianne, but, gee, they've turned the corner with her. She is absolutely airborne. Uh, she was a good winner here two starts ago. She went to the midweek to stand down, carried a big weight. Uh, gee, that was a dominant win. She was heavily back. She got the job done. I think this is a nice setup for her late in the day with Craig Williams on board, gate one. She's going to camp right on the speed. There's a lot of speed here. Uh, Williams might even try and push up and keep a couple of those working, uh, the likes of Midwest, uh, a couple of others that will probably look to go forward. Uh, she dances. The other one that's well in the market is going to need to come across from a wide gate. I just think this mare. she's fit. She's in form. If Craig Williams can hold the fence from gate one, she gets a nice, she gets a significant weight drop on that winner at Sandown. Uh, I thought around the 8 to $9 mark with a bit of fitness on the side. She could run really well here, Viviane. Happy to be with her. Uh, also, if he gets a run, going to have something on number 18, Sabinacius. I did check the stats the other day. I think there were about, they're about eight wins from about their last 40-odd runners, Team Hawks, but I just get the feeling the stable's starting to build a little bit of momentum. They've been a bit quiet in recent times, but... They've just started to produce a couple of winners recently. Uh, This horse was a very good winner first up in Sydney. Uh, He was pretty well fancied that day. Um, He was well backed. He looked in a bit of an awkward position coming to the home corner, but he got to the outside. Uh, He was very strong through the line late, carrying a big weight. He also gets down to 53 kilos here. The, if they go mad up front, those leaders, uh, and let's be honest, the three horses in the market are all leading. They're all leaders. They all want to get up on speed. If they kind of bring each other undone, he's going to be the one sitting off them storming home. It'll be really strong late. I uh, hope he gets into the field. I think if he does, he's going to make his presence felt. Sevenac. Uh, yeah, it's a good race to finish today. I'm just steering away from the favourite uh, with number 12, Vivian, and hopefully they get to run number 18, Sevenac.
0: OK, so Sabinac, at this time of recording, needing one more scratching to get into the field. So if it gets into the field, is it a saving bet or are we talking a two-bet play here? No, two-bet play, two-bet
1: play. Two-bet plays. he gets into the field,
0: definitely. All right, so that's the 12 and the 18. OK, so recapping, we're race four, number four, Nunthorpe. Race five, the on-top selection is the 15, Poifect. We can save on the four Zuccarettes. Race nine, the on of here. And again, as you mentioned, this one, not with a great deal of confidence, but we can back the eight without a fight. So we can save as well at like the bigger odds on the 12, Bankmore and 15, Dewis. And then in the 10th, as we were just touching on, a two-bet play, Vivian, the 12 and the 18, act, But the, just again, check those final fields and markets because act needs one more scratching before well before acceptances on race morning to get into the field. What's the best? Yeah, look, we'll make it Nunthorpe
1: in race four. I think around that 440, 460. I think we get 460 with Tabs as we speak around lunchtime on Friday. That's a pretty good price. She's going to jump to the front. She's going to control things. Uh, she'll look the winner at the top of the straight. Uh, looks like she's looking the winner at the end of it. So uh, we'll make her the best race four number four, Nunthorpe.
0: Nunthorpe, the best of the day in the fourth, dot au. as we head towards the big spring riches, It's only going to get bigger and bigger and better and better, so it's a good opportunity for people to jump on board. And they'll take you all the way through to spring. We'll take you all the way into the fall. 12 months all the way around back to the start here, so it's a good time to jump on board now.
1: Yes, certainly is. Uh, we seem to have struck a little bit of form over the last couple of months too, which is always good uh, to get the confidence up over spring. Uh, we've obviously got a few other races at Caulfield, which we'll be previewing on Saturday, uh, and then also there's a big Golden Rose meeting up in Sydney at Rose Hill, so we'll be having a couple of bets there and a very busy week next week. It's uh, Grand Final week, obviously, uh, in the NRL and AFL, uh, so there's plenty of racing at uh, Moonee Valley Friday night. Next week, the Moya, the People's Champ, Asphora, looking to break her group one duck. Uh, we'll be on course to cheer her home, too. Um, and then, yeah, right through the weekend, there's great racing, Vanilla and Coleraine Cups uh, for Country Racing Victoria on Friday. Uh, there's the usual meeting at... Uh, Mornington. I think it is, on Saturday, and then there's a big meeting on Sunday. So it is a real punt-a-thon next weekend. So there'll be plenty of content <laughs> up on the website uh, and a few bets sent out through the SMS service. So you'll certainly get your value uh, if you sign up over the next week or so. It is only $6 a week, uh, so it's a very good week to sign up, uh, but also the best value is if you sign up for the whole year. That's $159.95, which works out to only be around $3 a week. So you can go to punningbarons.com, and check all that out. Uh, You're probably hearing my voice. I'm a little bit excited about Grand Final Week.
0: <laughs> a real punt a real That's a good it way is, to put it.
1: Grand Final Week and, and the week is, the, is always a real punt a thon. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Vanilla, vanilla and Coleraine in the day on Friday kicks it off, and then it all leads into the Moyer on Friday night. Uh, hopefully, all going well. The People's Champ Aspora can be saluting.
0: All right, now, well, it depends on people that are listening to this. Well, what's your prediction? He'll be there at the G on Grand Final Day as we're in preliminary final weekend? Uh,
1: yes, well, this is, I've got a bit of a financial interest in Brisbane, so right. for all the Queensland listeners, I'm uh, hoping that they can get the job done um, on Saturday afternoon against Carlton. I think they will, uh, and I, it's very hard to tip against Collingwood uh, mm. to beat uh, against GWS. GWS uh, it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing that after a couple of finals wins that all of a sudden GWS, who finished seventh on the ladder, are now almost as good a team as Collingwood, who were top of the ladder for the whole year. But that's just how it works out. And, uh, they are playing some really good football, but yeah, over the body of work of the season, Collingwood have been the most consistent side, So, uh, and Brisbane not far behind. So I think uh, from a purist point of view, I think they've probably been the two best sides all year, and if they could win on the weekend, they'll uh, face off each other at the G next Saturday. Mm, so, we'll be good.
0: Collingwood v Brisbane.
1: Yes, back to big the big weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah, y- yeah uh, that's right. Yeah, definitely. And thinking back to the early two thousands, the same for the Broncos in the NRL. They've been in hibernation since then. I think so. They have yeah, a big Luther weekend in Island. Brisbane.
1: 17 years? Yeah, well, that would be massive, wouldn't it, in both the Broncos and Might Lions uh, yeah. the Grand Final. Yeah, that's right mm. on. And then the public holiday Monday. Woo! yeah, Yeah. All be happening in the
0: Sunshine State. Yeah, exactly, it is Absolutely, it's all happening. So there's plenty on. So, yeah, footy-wise, racing-wise, and as you said, next week, yeah, you've got me excited. I forgot about that Friday night, yeah. into the Saturday, into the football on the Sunday, and then the day off on Monday.
1: What a time to be alive.
0: Exactly, and for those into Toowoomba, Carnival of Flowers ends on the thirtieth too, so it's all on. It's all happening.
1: It's all Wheatwood
0: happening. Wheatwood
1: day tomorrow. Gee, big week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Exactly.
0: Exactly. What more could you want? Wheatwood, Golden Rose, and an Underwood—the warm-up into the, the puntathon that is next week. Yep,
1: and Bankmore winning the Underwood to give us a good bag for the week. Yeah, <laughs> on.
0: It would, it would be handy, you it would be manager. handy. Be yeah, well, we did it last week, with well, she's all shenanigans. Could we do it again this week with Bankmore? That's the plan, so that's the plan. But anyway, so hopefully hopefully a few winners to be had there. And as we said, jump on to au. You can subscribe. Uh, good luck finding a better value for money, service with the results anywhere in the world. So jump on board and have a look and see what it's all about. Shane, as always, thanks for joining us on the program. Have a fantastic weekend and hopefully we help the punters find a few winners.
1: Thank you, James. Appreciate that, mate. Have a good weekend. Cheers.
0: Racing Nation with James O'Shea.